Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegar. I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Salisbury Center United Methodist Church, where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate miracles together. The vision here at Salisbury Center is to love God and others, to serve as an example, to plant seeds of hope, and to nurture one another so that we can make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Announcements. Um, well, it'll be a little late, but uh, we are so blessed we're doing an outside service, actually tomorrow, at 10 o'clock, and members from the fire department are going to be there, so we're going to honor them, and uh, we're going to follow it up with a covered dish. So, um, if you hear this late and you don't make it to the service, you are welcome to come to the covered dish. If you do come to the service, I would ask you to bring lawn chairs uh, to sit out in the field. So we're pretty excited. Um, I can't wait. I hope I sleep tonight. This morning's memory verse comes from Psalm 14.2. Psalm 14.2. It reads, The Lord looks down from heaven on humankind to see if there are any who are wise who seek after God. Let us pray. Father God, as we start this service, may you be glorified from the beginning to the end. We thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. It's because of your loving kindness, care, and protection that we are here today. We call unto you to guide this service, accept all our sacrifices of worship, praise, and prayer. Forgive our sins so we may be acceptable before your presence. Allow your Holy Spirit to be in our midst. We rebuke all the plans of the evil one during this service, and we pray you help us to listen to you and your message. Fill us with your joy and make this service a success for your glory. Father, on this anniversary of the terrorist attacks of 9-11, Grant us the wisdom to remember the lessons from that tragic day that make us more Christ-like. As we look back and recall where we were, who was with us, and how we felt that fateful day, may those vivid memories compel us to acts of kindness, words of love, and demonstrations of community. May the images of helpers, firefighters, police officers, pastors, office workers, ordinary citizens, be the icons that inspire us to be helpers too. May texts and voicemails of I love you and you are everything to me assure us that love always has the last word, but that we should never wait to say it. As the world still heaves with violence and war that seems to never end, assure us, Prince of Peace, that ultimately crying and mourning will be no more. In the midst of suffering, our own and that of the world, speak again, Creator God, your word of life and its goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please join me with a call to worship. God calls to the lost, the least, and all who long for him. God calls when we wander from the path chosen for us. God welcomes us back to worship this day. Let us celebrate and rejoice in God's presence forever. Let us worship God together this morning. May our praise bring him, bring him honor and glory. Amen.
This morning's lady scripture is actually one of my favorites. It's Psalm 51, 1 through 12. Psalm 51, 1 through 12. It reads, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless, blameless, when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner, when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me in a willing spirit. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. We move to joys and concerns this morning. As you already heard part of it, I am so joyful that the fire department has decided or, uh, to come and be a part of our service uh, tomorrow. Uh, who knows whose hearts will be changed? Who knows who, you know, just might hear something and they want to hear more and come back to church. So we're really, really excited about that. Um, along with the joys, how about a beautiful weekend? Nice, cool mornings, cool evenings, and beautiful in between. We just praise God for his creation. We know there's a lot of concerns out there. We know we've had uh, some medical emergencies over the last couple of days, it seems, uh, for for a while uh, this morning, Saturday, there seemed to be EMS call after EMS call. So we keep those people in prayer and, of course, our our first responders as well. Um, but whatever joy you have this morning, whatever concern you have, yell it out to the Lord. Just speak it. You don't have to yell it, but speak it. Talk to Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, our hope and refuge and our distress, we come quickly to you. Shock and horror of that tragic day have subsided, replaced now with an emptiness, a longing for an innocence lost. We come remembering those who lost their lives in New York, D.C., and Pennsylvania. We're mindful of the sacrifice of public servants who demonstrated the greatest love of all by laying down their lives for friends. We commit their souls to your eternal care and celebrate their gifts to a fallen community. We come remembering, and we come in hope, not in ourselves, but in you. As foundations we once thought secure have been shaken, we're reminded of the illusion of security. As we commemorate this tragedy, we give you thanks for your presence in our time of need. As much as you comfort us who have gathered here today, we pray that In an even greater measure, you will comfort the families and loved ones of those who have fallen. 
continue to provide provide for them in every way in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead as they face life without their wife, husband, father, mother, or child. We thank you, Lord of all, for the people who put their lives in danger every day in order to protect and serve others. We pray for all firefighters, first responders, medical personnel, police officers, and others who never knew what a shift at work will bring on any given day. Grant them wisdom, grant them courage, and please give them rest. We ask all this in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. The title to this morning's message is First Responders. First Responders. Last week, we talked about partial truths, outright lies, and Satan's habit of twisting God's word to fool, trick, or tempt us into sinning. We agreed partial truths are lies just close enough to the truth to lead us into believing or accepting them, like the false notion that 2% milk is real milk or that Kraft makes a real macaroni and cheese. (laughs) By the way, guess what my bride made for dinner last Sunday night? Yup, Kraft macaroni and cheese. But I wasn't fooled. I know the difference between the real deal and a substitute. But the enemy doesn't use food to deceive us, and he doesn't use food for his battles. He uses spiritual warfare. We quote once again Ephesians 6.12, Our struggle is not against blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. As I prepared for today's message, I pondered on how to tie the message in with our firefighters that came to bless us today. Then it hit me. A simple but profound thought came to mind. We're really not that different. As a matter of fact, the church and the fire department have a lot more in common than I realized before. To start, I would dare say all our firefighters and members of our congregation can be considered first responders. Firefighters respond to such emergencies as fires, accidents, and medical emergencies. But so does our church, right? We may not respond in the same way, but church members respond to those same emergencies through prayers, phone calls, visits, cards, and sometimes food or money. For the most part, firefighters use hoses, axes, the jaw of life, and medical equipment when they respond to emergencies. Church members respond with biblical teachings, the example set by Christ in the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So in essence, we are both first responders made up of warriors. One part of the team battles a physical. The other part of the team battles a spiritual. And of course, there are some present today that play a part on both teams, physical and spiritual warfare. Firefighters fight the physical using physical objects like fire hoses and water. Our congregation fights the spiritual using the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, training plays a vital part for both teams. Firefighters spend hundreds and hundreds of hours training to prepare themselves for battle. 
honestly, I wish I could say the same thing for our churches throughout the nation. The majority of parishioners don't spend enough time in the Word to learn Scripture, to prepare for spiritual battles. That means most Christians enter spiritual battles without the training they need to win those battles. We see the results of our unpreparedness in the form of fear and anxiety, sickness and addictions, doubt and depression, divorces, and many more physical or spiritual shortcomings. Those who go into a battle unprepared always return defeated. Protective gear is also used by both parts of the team. Firefighters use what they call turnout gear, which is a sort of armor designed for their protection. The fire helmet is, a heat, is heat resistant and worn to protect firefighters from both heat and falling objects. The turnout pants and jacket are made of a two-layer fabric designed to fend off heat. The self-contained breathing apparatus includes a mask with a hose connected to a tank filled with breathable air. It's worn on the back and allows a firefighter to safely fight an interior fighter and explore smoke-filled spaces to search for victims. Firefighters wear thick leather gloves that are heavily insulated, which give them the ability to safely handle hot objects as they work their way through a burning structure. They also wear thick rubber boots with rubber soles that function well on wet surfaces. Our fire department also uses a personal alert safety system, or PASS, used to monitor the firefighter's position via GPS. The firefighter can simply activate the small transmitter if he or she needs help or gets trapped. No firefighter would dare enter a battle untrained or without their turnout gear on. And of course, we all know Chief Mosier would never allow it anyway. Well, the cool thing is that parishioners also have a form of turnout gear. The Bible calls it the armor of God in Ephesians. Our helmet is called the helmet of salvation. It's protection for our head or our minds and our way of thinking. This helmet helps us discern between spiritual truth and spiritual deception. It prevents us from receiving false doctrine or giving way to Satan's temptations. We also bear the breastplate of righteousness, which guards our hearts against the accusations and charges of Satan and secures our innermost being from his attacks. Believers also sport a shield of faith, used to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. We are told to stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around our waists. Satan is the father of all lies, and this belt protects us from his lies in our own lives and even to those we witness to. Our feet are fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. This footwear is needed to avoid the obstacles and traps Satan puts in front of us along our spiritual journey. The only Offensive part of our armor is the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, which speaks of the holiness and power of the Word of God. And of course, we're told to pray in the Spirit with the mind and heart of Christ and His priorities to draw spiritual strength for our battles. This armor of God, truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith, salvation, the Word of God, and prayer are the tools God has given believers to be spiritually victorious 
to overcome Satan's attacks and temptations. When turnout gear and the armor of God is worn properly, both teams can fight their battles with boldness and confidence. Anything short of the full set usually results in injury or death, either physically or spiritually. Who knew our fire department and our church had so much in common? So today is a day of remembrance for all those who fell and continue to fall as a result of those cowardly attacks on our towers. But today we also give honor to those who are here today protecting and serving us. May I ask all the firefighters to please stand so we can thank you for your service, your sacrifice, and your dedication. God bless you all. Know that our church keeps each of you and your families lifted in prayer as you put your lives on the line to keep us safe. My prayer this week is that both sets of teams remain fully trained and fully armored so we can be victorious in the battles we've chosen to fight for one another. Let us pray. Father God, we again thank you for the brave men and women who act as firefighters in our community. We're grateful for their commitment to serve the greater good. From you comes their great physical and mental determination and strength. We give you thanks that our firefighters have pledged to protect and help us in our times of need. We stand in awe of their ability to remain calm in crisis situations and to act with determination and purpose when faced with fire, accidents, disasters, and medical emergencies. We pray your protecting grace upon our firefighters today. Grant them supernatural guidance in chaotic situations. Shield them from injury when they enter into harm's way. Speed them safely on their calls and bless their family lives with peace and prosperity. Enlarge their ability to bring reassurance and calm to those who are panicked or in great fear, grief, or in shock. Use their hands as your hands to rescue those in peril, quench blazing fires, and to save the lives of those in sudden medical distress. May your angels protect them in all of their ways. In the name of our Savior, we pray together. Amen. As we move to the offering, I once again remind you that uh, we appreciate all of your, all of your offerings to the church. Again, I, I just can't brag enough. It's, it's not me. It's the church itself, the Edmund Council and the people in the church that every week ask if there's anybody in the community that could use uh, financial help, uh, phone calls, uh, visits. Uh, every week they are looking for ways to reach out in the community. And as you know, most of that costs money. So you are absolutely blessing the community through your offerings to the church. And we thank you so much. Let us pray. Father God, receive the gifts we offer this day as a sign of our striving to get back on the path that leads us to you. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, of course, the light on our path. Amen. As we go about our days this week, I, I would hope that we would all pray the prayer of uh, Father Michael Judge. Father Judge was the first recorded death on 9-11 when he was ministering to a fallen firefighter at the World Trade Center. This is what he prayed to everybody over and over. 
Lord, take me where you want me to go. Let me meet who you want me to meet. Tell me what you want me to say and keep me out of your way. Amen. And now receive the benediction. May we who have been found by the grace and overwhelming love of God now become those who seek with grace and joy. Go into your families with open eyes and longing hearts. And may the peace of God resonate in every invitation and every welcome. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless and keep each and every one of you. Please stay safe, stay connected, and stay in his word. God bless you all.